0: You're listening to the big review on Joe with Chicago Time. Pizza? Yeah, we got a time on it.
1: Ba-dum,
2: bam, ba-dum, bam, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Rory Cashin, what's the crack? Thank you for stopping uh, when you did, because as I mentioned every week. The more you sing, the more Hollywood mm-hmm. is going to come after us with libelous lawsuits.
1: <laughs> the man you hear uh, threatening me there with uh, with lawyers is, of course, Rory Cashin. My name's Owen, and you're very welcome to The Big Review Ski with Chicago Time Pizza. It's all things Bond this week. I don't want to talk about anything else, Rory, but like no time to die. We've literally been waiting years for mm-hmm. this, and it seems like about 27 years ago or so, um, the studio made the. Controversial at the time, decision to move the release date to just a few months later, and the whole world recorded They were like, What are you doing? You're mad. Sure, this COVID crack isn't going to affect anybody. And lo and behold, here we are, nearly, you know, the guts of like uh, a year and a half to two years later. And we're still kind of, people are like, Yeah, I, I think I'll go go and see it in the cinema. Yeah, definitely. So, um, No Time to Die is about to hit. Irish cinemas, uh, and who have we got on the show today to celebrate the release?
2: Yeah, up first we've got uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who people might know from being the director of the first season of True Detective. He also had a show on Netflix called Maniac with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Um, He replaced Danny Boyle, who was the first kind of announced director for this, and then he uh, parted ways, because I think he had a different story he wanted to tell. And Fuganaga is actually the first director ever in the Bond directing franchise who also has a co-writing script uh, credit for this as well. So, and also Phoebe Waller-Bridges is uh, one of the writers in this as well. So uh, lots of interesting behind-the-scenes stuff here. And you will hear uh, Corey talking about his favourite Bond song, his favourite memory of Craig uh, as Bond, and the particularly difficult action scene in this movie that maybe people might think was done fakely because you're like it's Hollywood and it's special effects but because it's Bond you're like no no they got stunt performers in for this and people might have almost nearly died to pull this off just for you people to enjoy it on as big a screen as possible so yeah so he has some very fun and interesting things to say about his go at uh, helping Daniel Craig say goodbye to the role of Domino 7. Stop it, you're going to make me cry. This is Rory's show. with are No out time yet. to cry.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, that's excellent. Now I am laughing again. I'm smiling. I Thanks, Rory.
2: <laughs> Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Really good. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot almost immediately. And you can't say no time to die. But what is your
3: favorite Bond song of all time? Oh, easy, easy, easy. All the time in the world, Louis Armstrong.
2: That's my dad's favorite one. So,
3: so then you know, the the within that, the John Barry has that string section, which then they've mm-hmm. been reused in themes and other Bond songs, which is a, then has become my favorite Bond theme to use as well.
2: Oh, it's it's, it's absolutely stupid. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, can I ask, what is your first, or if not first, then maybe best memory of Daniel Craig as Bond?
3: Um, in Casino Royale, the kind of parkour running sequence in the opening credits was pretty spectacular. And especially for the time, like way ahead of, way ahead of what other movies were going to be following up with in terms of a stunt sequence. But uh, in terms of like seeing, you know, his mind work, the, the, the train scene with Vesper Lind, I always really loved, you know, and and having him have to like, you know, get into that mental tennis match with her, you know, and, and really find uh, himself on, equal if not lower grounds to her was great
2: um you're kind of responsible i guess for craig's pretty much final scene final outing as this character um knowing that like on the particular day not necessarily the final shot that you filmed but knowing the final scene of this movie was that like added pressure for you knowing this is i'm helping him say goodbye to this character
3: uh Yeah. I mean, the, the final scene was something we actually shot somewhere in the middle. The final shot uh, of him, you know, on the last day of shooting was one of those things where it's like, do you do another take just because you want to do another take, you know, and, and, and sort of fittingly, it's a shot where he's comes to the camera and then walks away from camera at a kind of a fast pace. And it's like, you could just almost imagine when you say like, this is the last one that he would just keep going he didn't he came back and he made a speech but you know it was still like a it was one of those things where it's like I almost wanted to ask for another take even though I didn't need it because it's like just to say cut and that be it I mean that's the end of it that's kind of sad yeah
2: there um just from the trailer in this, like obviously that that bike jump is something that everyone is talking about and I'm really excited about seeing it on an IMAX screen but for films like this that are so physical and feel like they're all A lot of it is in camera a lot of it's practical is there a particular uh, set piece or sequence or even like a tiny action kind of beat that audiences might not pick up on was particularly difficult to actually pull off on the
3: day Uh, i mean the bike stunt one was a difficult one just because of the, the engineering and physics involved with getting it and just the time crunch lee morrison our stunt coordinator had very little time to prep that one so just know getting the permits getting the scaffolding and the ramp and the correct angle of the ramp and the right wind crosswind you know to get that stunt and pull it off and tweak the engines to get that bike in just the right sort of uh uh uh, engineering state to make the jump was a whole feat in of itself but um there's a lot of little uh stunt and action sequences that were pretty fun there's one in particular i can't really talk about unfortunately um but it was it, it it was a lot it took a lot from every department working together to get it to work. Right. And when you, when we got the take, you know, you could feel that excitement whenever we kind of gathered around the monitor, watch it, you know, and you feel like, Oh yeah, we got something cool right there. Moving on. You, you, you've effectively like teased that one very, very well. So congratulations. We'll have to follow up later then. We'll talk. About oh yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah.
2: I'll give you a shout next week. Once I've seen it, we can, we All can right. talk about it then. All Carrie, right. thank you so much for your time today.
3: All right. Thank you, man.
1: Kari joji fukunaga there and up next is paddington bear what is paddington bear doing in a james bond film rory
2: well before we before i get to that have you seen the recent twitter trend of uh placing paddington in movies he shouldn't be in no, how did I miss that one? So there's a whole there's a whole Twitter account that the name of is now lost me, but you can find it easy enough. It's just like Paddington and movies, movies he shouldn't be in, <laughs> and he's do, he's in like Halloween and The Shining and stuff, and it's just him looking adorable but in properly uh, terrifying or completely out of context situations. Amazing. But the reason we're talking about Paddington at all is because Ben Wishaw, who is the voice of Paddington, also plays Q in Daniel Craig's Bond movies. So you'll hear him talking now about, again, his favourite Bond song, his favourite memory of Craig as Bond, but also uh, whether he would come back for Q with... uh, Because we know M has come back over different Bonds previously. Uh, The old Q obviously came back for multiple different Bonds previously, but whether he would come back. And also he weighs in on whether or not Paddington, Paddington... to is actually the greatest movie of all time.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it is, so I presume that's what he says. Here's Rory chat with Ben.
2: Ben, how are you doing today?
0: I'm not too bad, Dory. How are you?
2: I'm really, really good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I'm going to put you on the spot straight away, and you can't say no time to die, but what is your favourite Bond
0: song of all time? Um... I'm going to say The Spy Who Loved Me. That's a good one. I think it's a really great song that stood the Uh, test of time.
2: Absolutely. I was wondering if you could tell me um, from your own personal experience, what is your first or maybe best outstanding memory of Daniel Craig as Bond, considering this is almost a celebration of the end of his tenure
0: in the title? Um. I'm going to say like something that was really, really special for me was filming the first scene that I had as Q with Daniel in the National Gallery. Um, that was a really—I mean, it was special, obviously, because it was my first. Uh, it was my first time in the uh, in the role, but it was also the first film, uh, the first scene I shot. Um, and it was a night shoot and we had the whole of the national gallery to ourselves um and it was just amazing because it was it was terrifying as well i have to admit <laughs> <laughs> but it was um it was it was amazing because it's like oh yeah we're beginning a new chapter here uh, with this uh character and um Thinking about how you know lovers of the of the films would feel about the character being reimagined in this way, um, I remember I remember it very vividly, and I I cherish that. And 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 seeing it's weird. I've known Daniel since I was seventeen. I did my first ever film with him, a film called The Trench. So, and actually, I've worked with him a, a few times before i worked with him as q in in the bond film so to see him uh own this role so magnificently um i is it, it, thrilling to me
2: i think it's not just him though because i think i was i absolutely loved your interpretation of q when he arrived in skyfall and it, i does not a single person i've met who's like I don't like this version of Q. Everyone is absolutely on your side for the character. And I, I think there's a huge fan base for your version of Q as well.
4: Um,
2: Considering previous versions of Q have forwarded on the character. Could you see yourself remaining as Q past Craig's tenure?
0: I'm not going to lie. It does interest me. Um, I, I would love I, I would love to play the character again. I, I really I really enjoy um, playing him. but I don't know how I would feel. It would be it would be really strange to play the character opposite another bond. Um, but I'm definitely open. I'm definitely open if if they wanted me, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Good to know.
2: It yeah. does look like your version of Q in this one. Uh, gets to do some more actiony stuff. There is one particular sequence in the plane where I think uh, it looks like you're more heavily involved in some of these action sequences. Did you get to do any uh, kind of fun
0: stunts this time around? There's no stunts, unfortunately, and I'm always hoping that there will be. <laughs> and actually, in in um, in one of I think it was Spectre, there was a draft of the script where I did get to do some stunts, which really thrilled me. But then. Those scenes got cut and didn't make it through to the final script and I never got to do them. But I, I live in hope. There's um,
2: always next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just one final question, if that's okay. You've probably been asked this to death, but I just need to hear it from yourself. Is Paddington 2 the greatest movie of all time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> possible answer it's a, it's a pretty good film isn't it
2: I when I listened the when all those headlines film. broke I was like I have no arguments with it being named the greatest movie of all time so take that Citizen Kane
0: yeah I, 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 um, I do love that film it's um, it, it feels like every moment of that film is sort of perfect you wouldn't change it would you and it's <laughs> so pleasurable I mean, that's not easy to do. No, no, it it absolutely isn't. Uh, Thank you so
2: much for agreeing that it is. It is the best uh, movie (laughs) of all time. And congratulations on this movie as well. Ben, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. And you. Bye-bye.
1: Delighted to hear Ben Wishaw agreeing with the two of us about Paddington too, there so thanks Ben and thanks for listening to the big review ski okay who we got next
2: next we've got Leia Seydoux who appeared in Spectre as Dr. Madeline Swan she her character was the daughter of Mr. White Mm. who was a villain who appeared in several of Craig's Bonds and in this one how will I put it so if you've seen any of the trailers you know there's something up with her character you know Because even like Blofeld and everyone's like, oh, careful, she's got secrets that one Mm -hmm. and they're going to be trouble. And if you think back to Casino Royale, uh, it has a nice symmetry to it. It's got a nice full circle where you're like, the woman he is in love with, she's got some dangerous secrets and James Bond is... He better be careful, because those ladies with those secrets and a gun, you're in trouble. (laughs) So she actually does have uh, some interesting things to say about the cemetery and the kind of the full circle arc of Craig's tenure as Bond. And as per usual, favourite Bond song, favourite memory of Craig as Bond. So here she is. Voila. Très bien. She's French. Oh, no, yeah. Leah, how are you doing today? I'm good, and you? Really, really good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, first question, maybe a tricky one, but not including No Time to Die. What is your favorite Bond song of all time?
5: My favorite song, Bond song? Mm-hmm. I have to say that I love the new one. I but, love the Billie Eilish song.
2: Are you lo- You want to pick that one?
5: I really love it. No, I mean, they are all great, to be honest. It's hard to choose, but... Uh, I have to say that the, this, this last one, I really, really love it. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me about your first or uh, maybe best memory of uh, Daniel Craig as Bond, either having seen him in the movies before you joined or uh, be it your own personal memories with him.
5: Uh, but the first time I discovered uh, Daniel on screen was uh, in Casino Royale. And I was, uh, I love the film. I really love the film and I love what he did with the character. Uh, So for me, James Bond is Daniel Craig, you know, he's my, my, the James Bond of my generation. Uh, And then after on set, when I met him, I was, um, I have to say a bit, um, a bit impressed. Um, But he was very nice and we had like great moments because, you know, I did now I did two to James Bond uh, and he's very funny. I mean, on w- when we were shooting, he was very funny. He, he he knows how to laugh about himself. And so, you know, it made it easier. And really, it's we had like uh, it was great. Even now, I, I don't I I am still like amazed, you know, by the fact that I've been in two.
2: It's great yeah. To- like. Did, did like did you know that you're outside of Money Penny and M your character is the first kind of female character to be in more than one bond since the very first bond movie
5: yeah um, yeah uh, and uh, you mean sorry you you, you mean that I, I'm the like uh, uh, I'm the, the, the first one to, to come to come back yeah uh, yeah yes yes it is uh, yes because uh, Now, like the 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 women's characters have become more interesting, and uh, Mm -hmm. and I think that also the relation, um, James Bond's relationship to women have changed. Uh, So they they, we needed to. He's more like uh, emotionally involved, and that's why um, that's why I came back because he's like it's 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 deeper in a way now. I think yeah. the 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 subject the, the I mean what he and sorry it's not it's a bit messy what I say but what he created with his character uh, Daniel he he made him more like he 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 created this 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 character with more depth and uh, so we see that Bond is not only like you know a killer like he used to be and that he's also very emotional and um, sentimental in a way so and then it's this movie will be about their love story more and so I think it's good to 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 have James Bond more uh uh, yeah involved
2: yeah because like his first kind of love like Daniel Craig's first love was someone who kept some secrets from him back in Casino Royale and as we can see from this one you're it seems like yeah, Miss Swan is also keeping some secrets. So was that like something on purpose to kind of tie it all back together again?
5: Yes, yes, totally. And when you'll see the film, you'll understand it's like uh we've just you know uh, um that it makes sense with Casino Royale. I mean it's like um uh, the buckle, The you, you understand what Full I mean.
2: Full circle, gotcha. Yeah,
5: exactly. And um, so yes, it's uh it's uh It's it's you'll see. Like she she also has secrets and and it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be easy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait, (laughs) Leah. Thank you so much.
5: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye.
1: And last but not least, it's the villain of the piece. Or well, who the trailers are making out to be the villain of the piece? It's Rami Malek, Oscar winner.
2: Oscar winner. Yeah, he 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 won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Yeah, so. Rami comes in to help again. Like, how do how do you follow up Blofeld? When you've already introduced
1: mm-hmm.
2: the most famous villain in Bond history with Christoph Waltz, who we know is back in this, who has come back for Spectre, who has claimed to be the author of all of James Bond's pain. And we're like, he's the ultimate villain. How do you follow that up with another one? Uh, and Rami discusses the the, uh, maybe not difficulty, but the logistics behind following up Bond's biggest villain. Uh, and also, yeah, the difficulty of keeping a secret. Not just making a James Bond movie, but then having to sit on that secret for pretty much another two years while you wait for a pandemic to recede and your movie can't come out in cinema. So uh, I, I, I'm crap at keeping secrets, so I, fair play for him. I've told everyone everything.
1: That's why you didn't get this job, and that's why yeah. Oscar winner Rami Malik was selected before you. Now you do say Blofeld there is the most iconic kind of Bond villain. Obviously I'm hoping there's a massive re- uh, reveal in the film that it turns out he's odd job, the <laughs> angry little uh, limo driver who has a killer hat because I've been waiting for him to come back well I suppose, spoiler alert, he did die back in Goldfinger. But just bring him back will you? Anyway, rather me Malik. I can't even say that. Maybe, like, ra- maybe as,
4: Rami Malek. Maybe as
2: odd Oddjob, who knows Rami, how are you doing today?
4: I'm very well, Rory. How are you?
2: I'm really, really good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I'm going to put you on the spot with a hard one right off the bat, Uh, not including No Time to Die. What is your favorite Bond song of all time?
4: Ooh, I think, uh, you know, I I would have to say when I first heard Shirley Bassey's voice in Goldfinger, that struck me and I thought, wow, is it? Is this going to be part of every Bond movie that I ever see? And so it is the thing that I look forward to the most. And I have to say, when I saw this film and heard Billie Eilish do uh, her version of No Time to Die, I, I was really taken aback. The uh, the opening sequence in this film had me you know, kicking the chair in front of me.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Do you have a, uh, like a particular first or maybe best memory of seeing... Um, Daniel Craig as Bond is, is there like a, a standout moment in your mind for, for, for you for him in the role
4: Ooh. I mean Casino Royale is just one of my favourite films but uh, it is and I have to say when he you know, it's an iconic moment I'm, 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 it escapes me but when he lands in that train car and, and does his cufflinks up I mean that is a, a standout moment I believe that's Casino Royale. Yes,
2: that one I think is is Skyfall oh, when he jumps fun. from the uh yeah. Skyfall.
4: I've just seen that so many times, but um yeah, and and there's a moment with him and Ava Green in Casino Royale where you know he's about to die and she comes swoops in and saves him at the last second. Uh, that was sexy and very cool and unforgettable. <laughs>
2: You, you've been a part of like some huge productions before, but <clears throat> was there a particular moment when you're making this, when you had to almost take a step back and go, oh, holy hell, this is, this is a Bond movie. Like, this is huge.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much every day on set was like that. I tried to walk in and, you know, set a tone of, okay, I've been here before. Be cool. You know how this is. But you step on set uh, over here at Pinewood and... Uh, you, you know, you're on the 007 stage, the iconic 007 stage that has shot so many phenomenal scenes. And, you you know, these sets that you walk onto are just masterpieces. Uh, you can see the work that's gone in from every craftsman uh, working, working on No Time to Die. And, you know, the second you uh, have to go toe-to-toe with, with Craig himself, 007, That's a moment where I had to steal myself a number of times and say, okay, you got this, fight or flight, fight, man, fight. He's going to fight you, so give it to him.
2: Like, following up, because Christoph Waltz obviously is playing uh, one of the most iconic Bond characters of all time, so how did yourself and Carrie kind of work together to to kind of follow up and, and build upon... The villainy that's already in place?
4: Well, you know, what's excellent about Kerry is he's just so measured in every step that he takes. He wants everything to, to be tethered to the last moment and the next moment. So when you, wh- wherever he starts, uh, I think he knows every step has to lead us in the right path to the end. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. So it's not about You know, trying to create some, you know, unusual Bond villain that, you know, for the sake of creating something over the top or, uh, you know, just something that will be shocking. It's because it makes sense for the story. So that's what we always came back to is, you know, what is the most threatening to Bond and the world we live in at this very moment? And if we stick to that, uh, then he's going to be a frightening villain no matter what.
2: And just one one final question, if that's okay. Um, What I am massively impressed by is that I'm going into this movie and know so very little about it. Like I'm fully expecting to be surprised. And it's so rare to get that from a blockbuster anymore because uh, trailers and plot leaks and all that stuff. But considering that the, the plot itself is top secret and considering that you made it so long ago... Has this been the most difficult thing to have to keep the secrets of this movie to yourself for so long?
4: I'll, t- I'll tell you when I first realized how secretive it was going to be. And it just hit me right now, dawned on me now. When I first received the Bond script, it was hand delivered to me by Barbara Broccoli herself. And she drove it over to my hotel <laughs> in London. And I think that's a tone that she set for, we're going to keep our mouths shut and uh, it, it's going to pay off in the long run, which I, I believe it will, and it has.
2: Fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Rami, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure, Rory. Have a good day. You as well, man.
1: So that's pretty much it for Daniel Craig's tenure as James Bond. Have you enjoyed him, Rory, as a James Bond?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'll be happy to get back to someone a bit suave a bit slicker, a bit more someone who doesn't introduce himself as James Bond at any given opportunity I think that's not the best <laughs> it is his name I know but like if you're an, if you're trying to stay undercover as a secret agent the last thing you should do is tell everyone who, your name fair point point. and also try not to bust through walls and stuff because that's just it's not very low key he's so good at it though he yeah like and he did it and he did it well but I will be interested to see it go in another different direction after this maybe something just a bit slicker you know, just not a wrecking ball of a man. Just someone a bit more like an actual spy would
1: be great. Is is this you officially putting yourself forward for consideration for the role of James Bond?
2: I don't think, I think I've always been in consideration. Mm-hmm. I think this is just... Indubitably. Yeah, just, uh, it's me, it's Tom and it's Henry, and it's Idris, and it's, it's just the four of us. Uh, we're the final four. I'm announcing it here, right here, right now. The Bond reviews key. And, uh, I'm actually online. I mean, we'll see. I,
1: I can see the odds changing right now. Oh, if yeah? If anything about betting or odds, I would say something funny here about that, but I don't know what way those numbers work. Um. So when can people go to see No Time to Die in Irish cinemas?
2: Uh, no Time to Die is released in Irish cinemas from Thursday 30th of September, And I'll let you know about my outing as Bond. I think it'll be, it'll be a few years anyway, but.
4: Not too long,
2: hopefully. Well, I'm getting on. That version you
1: mentioned, it's No Time to Cry, starring Roy Cashin as James Bond and Owen Doherty as Miss Moneypenny. I'm already wearing a pencil skirt, so I'm sorted. Um, Thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing to the show. Uh, Thank you to Sound Paul On Sound and thank you to Chicago Town Pizza. Don't forget, you can head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account to be in with a chance of winning uh, some Chicago Town goodies over there. And Roy Cashin, and Owen Doherty will return <laughs> in the next episode of The Big Review Ski. That's, that's a James Bond reference. because you. Say no, I got the it. End of it. The film. Yeah, just, I'm just saying in
2: case anybody didn't get it. No, they, they got it.
0: You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it.